0: Welcome to this week in tech with Jean Destro. Now is your chance to get caught up in all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now here's your host, Jean Destro. After nearly two years of pandemic-related staffing shortages, logistics issues, and more, the global supply chain is not just creaking and groaning. It seems like it could be on the verge of collapse. Thousands of container ships sitting anchored and just waiting to be unloaded are the symptom of a much larger problem, the just-in-time manufacturing business model, which for years has increased profits for many companies at the expense of U.S. jobs. And now for U.S. consumers, too, just in time for what could be a less-than-happy holiday season for many. First, a report from CBS News White House correspondent Nancy Cordes about how inflation has hit a 31-year high and the ongoing microchip shortage. Prices typically rise about two to three percent a year. But over the past year, they've shot up more than six percent.
1: It's not just a U.S. problem. This is a global problem. Moody's chief
0: economist Mark Zandi says he thinks inflation should dissipate in 2022 if we keep the pandemic at bay. Are there certain big ticket items that you would say, don't buy that right now? wait six months or a year, you'll get a
1: better price. Cars, vehicles, I mean, to be real though, even if you wanted to buy one, you might not be able to find one.
0: And the same thing goes for all the electronic gadgets that are such a big hit under the Christmas tree each year. Fortune Magazine's Jeff Colvin reports.
2: If you're hoping to give or receive a gaming console this holiday season, the news is not good. The Sony PlayStation 5, the Microsoft Xbox Series X, and the Nintendo Switch are all difficult or nearly impossible to find at their normal retail prices. For example, as soon as Best Buy, Target, and GameStop put Sony consoles online, they sell out. Some buyers are using software to automatically buy up as many as possible so they can then resell the console, for hundreds of dollars over list price. You may want to check Twitter, where people sometimes post when they notice retailers with consoles in stock. But the main problem is a shortage of computer chips that won't get better anytime soon. An analyst says the biggest challenge for most consumers will not be finding something, but finding something at a price they're willing to pay. I'm Jeff Colvin.
0: But it's not just consumers feeling the pain. Manufacturers are, too, with many of them worried it could put them out of business. Ethan Karp is the president and CEO of Magnet, which is a nonprofit consulting group that helps manufacturers in Northeast Ohio succeed.
1: Every single manufacturer has huge problems with supply chain. They can't get the products they need, and they can't get their products out, both because they're missing things and everything is screwed up in the supply chain. So that means that on-time deliveries, that means that their customers just simply are missing metrics every single day. And it's a huge problem for every manufacturer.
0: So there has been at least a little bit of progress towards getting those container ships unloaded as President Biden recently helped ensure that the big ports on the West Coast are now staying open 24 hours a day. Do you think that's going to do anything to help resolve the problem?
1: It's incredible to everyone that that is our bottleneck today. All this online shopping that really fueled things through the pandemic and has brought manufacturing online has also stretched manufacturers to the brink. And literally what would happen, I talked to a manufacturer yesterday, and this manufacturer said that their supplier, who would normally send them batches of their core product that raw material every single month said it's going to be six months until you get a next shipment. And then we don't know when the next shipment is going to be after that. The crazy part about this is the supply chains are so screwed up. He ended up getting that supply the next day rather than six months from now. He has no idea when he'll get another shipment. So rather than being a success story, this is to show you the chaos of what's going on. And the fact that it is sitting at our ports in those container ships, Literally stymieing our country's economy because these manufacturers can't get their products out is a little bit beyond me to think, why is 24-7? Heck, why don't we have you know military to unload these things? It is literally stopping our economy, and there are solutions available. So I'm glad that they're doing whatever they're doing to fix that because we know a huge part of the problem is these hundreds of containers just sitting there waiting to be unloaded.
0: And I've also heard that one of the big reasons is also because there aren't enough truckers to actually take it where it needs to go once it gets off the shifts.
1: There aren't enough truckers. There aren't even enough people in the manufacturing had They had these products to be able to make this stuff. The labor shortage cuts across everything. You see it in restaurants. But these manufacturers can't get the people they need to make these products even if they had the raw materials. It is absolutely gonna start being a huge issue that we as consumers see when we start seeing real shortages of the products that we want. I don't think we've seen it much yet. We're still getting most of the things we want, but it's going to bat up and build up and be a real problem for us in a few months.
0: So what can manufacturers in our area, obviously they're at the end of the supply chain, is there anything that they can do or is there anything that Ohioans and other types of businesses other than manufacturing can do to help move this along or do we just have kind of a bottleneck that just can't be helped until we get those container ships unloaded?
1: two stories. One, I hear about, and these are chip related stories. I hear about manufacturers saying, well, I need these microchips. I need them for my product. They're not a huge percentage of the cost of my product. So I went on quote, unquote, the black market. It's not really a black market. I mean, these are perfectly legal sales, but these are basically brokers who will say, if you want to pay 10 times the amount, I can get you what you need for your product. I'm hearing more manufacturers doing that 10 times the amount. If you look at the shipping rates in and out of China, those have gone up something like 5 to 10x. They're paying 10x to get the product in. So it's driving prices up. So we're in an inflationary period right now. Companies can pass those prices on, and that's that's what's happening. Prices are going up. So the first thing, people can get what they need if they pay through the nose. When that is not feasible, the only short-term fix is to try to do it yourself or try to find another local supplier to do it, which really is not all that possible. The number of short-term solutions we have are pretty low. This is a long-term problem that is going to be fixed through increased capacity, fixing the issue at the port, and I hope long-term, bringing all of this stuff back from overseas so that we don't have this freight issue anymore. It's just made here, produced here, sold here, or sold across the country. That is a long-term solution.
0: That really was one of the main things I wanted to talk to you about today, because it seems to me that a lot of this has been brought on over the last 10, 20, 30 years by what they call this just-in-time manufacturing, where You only get what you need right when you need it, and it's made mainly in China or in other places around the world and not right here. And although I think a lot of people made a lot of money on that, I feel like we're paying the price now in an unforeseen way, for a practice that a lot of people made a lot of money on in the past. And now we, the consumers, are paying the price on it.
1: We, the consumers, drive all of this, though, because while people made money off of it, it was at the expense of other companies. And eventually, that money didn't really go into the pockets of the manufacturers. That money went in our pockets because we have cheaper goods. And so everything that's been done, the outsourcing, leaning out supply chains so that one little perturbation like we're seeing right now has a ripple effect on everything, it introduced a huge amount of risk into our supply chain such that this disaster we're seeing right now can occur. But it did make things cheaper. And so when we talk about just-in-time production, we have to say, are we willing as consumers to pay slightly more? So that our products don't get disrupted are we willing to pay for a manufacturer to hold on to inventory that it's not selling are we willing to pay a manufacturer to pay slightly more for the person down the street to work with them or are we willing to pay slightly more so that they have a backup supplier these are the things that we're going to be grappling with as a country for years to come and i hope the answer is yes and by the way if we apply technology all this wave of industry 4.0 smart technology, then we could have our cake and eat it too because we could do all of those things but keep the prices the same because we're introducing technology to make it cheaper.
0: That was Ethan Karp, president and CEO of Magnet, the Cleveland Manufacturing Advocacy and Growth Network. For more information on that organization and all they do for manufacturers in Northeast Ohio, go to ManufacturingSuccess.org. And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5-1590-WAKR and WAKR.net.